the blood, the spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him. I see the enemy coming in like a flood in our houses, in our churches, in our families. But what I don't see is the standard. People of God, where is the standard at? We in a war, y'all. It's time to stand, y'all. The Lord gave the word, and great was the company of them that published it. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Welcome to the Know Your Bible radio broadcast that reaches around the world daily with the good news about Jesus Christ our Lord. I am your host, Bishop Fred A. Carwell Sr. Now lend me your ear, and let's go inside of Know Your Bible and hear God's life-changing word. Welcome to Know Your Bible. turn in your Bibles to Matthew the 13th chapter Matthew chapter 13 and I would that we would read together verses 1 through 9 Matthew chapter 13 verses 1 through 9 if you're there say praise the Lord, praise the Lord. can you say it louder praise, the Lord. praise God ain't nobody gonna take your Bible from you all right, Matthew chapter 13, verses 1 through 9, and we are reading it together. Let's read. The same day went Jesus out of the house and sat by the seaside, and great multitudes were gathered together unto him, so that he went into a boat and sat, and the whole multitude stood on the shore. And he spoke many things unto them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went forth to sow. And when he sowed, some of the seeds fell by the wayside, and the fowls came and devoured them. Some fell upon stony places, where they had not much earth, and forthwith they sprang up, because they had no deepness of earth. And when the sun was up, they were scorched, and because they had no root, they withered away. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up and choked them. But other seeds fell into good ground and brought forth fruit, some a hundredfold, some sixtyfold, some thirtyfold. Who hath ears to hear, let him hear. I'm going to talk today about the soil, the seed, and the soil. Jesus is speaking here in parables. A parable is not what we have been taught that it was over the years. We have basically been taught over the years that a parable is an earthly truth that is laid down alongside a heavenly truth to teach a lesson. It's the opposite. A parable is a heavenly truth first of all, because all truth came from heaven. That is laid aside an earthly truth to give a heavenly lesson. 
Jesus had taught many lessons in his ministry. And the people to whom the Lord had spoken many wonderful and infallible truths to had begun to turn away from him. The Pharisees had begun to plant people in the crowd to ask the Lord some off-the-wall questions. So the Lord, now being God and being man, decided now that he had to change his approach and his teaching method because the, the truth that he had been declaring, they had already rejected that. So he now begins to teach them in parables so that they can go back and think about it and try to get the essence of the truth out of the parable that he spoke. Now, today the Lord has given us a lot of wonderful truths out of his word. But do you know that when people get the clear declaration of the word, they get confused? You know why a lot of them get confused? Because they don't want to hear it on that level. They want something that is dark and mystical, something that's hard to be understood, something that they're going to have to strain to try to get. And the Lord, when he started out, his message was very simple. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Very simple message. So when they became antagonistic toward his ministry, he said, all right, I'll give you something now to think about. Since you won't receive it clear and openly, I'm going to give it to you now in parables. And if you miss it, it's your business. Now, the Lord is the Lord. Would you agree? Amen. There is something here that is wonderful, but is very alarming, and we all need to see it. Jesus, the Bible says, in the first verse, the same day went Jesus out of the house and sat by the seaside. Jesus went out of the what? He went out of the what? He went out of the house and he said where? By the seaside. And great multitudes were gathered together unto him so that he went into a what? Into a boat or a ship and did what? And sat. So then can we conclude here that Jesus came out of the house, went by the seaside, got in the boat, sat in the boat that was in the water. Is that right? Is that right? All right, now there is something here that we need to see. The house here represents the nation of Israel. The Lord now began to teach in parables basically turning himself now away from Israel and speaking to the greater masses and declaring the truth. When I say greater masses, I mean his truth now turns from the house of Israel and it reaches out into a worldwide dimension. And it reaches beyond the people in his day and he's now putting parables out there even for us now in 1990 to reach into the word and seek to understand it. Because for the most part, a lot of people have rejected clear declaration of the gospel. They done played around with it and, and they've, they, they, they've done a whole lot of things with the gospel that God never intended. So Jesus 
capsulized as it were and put it into parable form for us in 1990 to try to get it. You, you cannot get this out of your intellect. So then, the Lord now, he comes out of the house representing that he's turning now away from the nation of Israel. And he goes and he gets in the boat. And the boat is sitting in the sea. The sea represents the mass of humanity. Amen. The masses of humanity that would be on the face of the earth then and even now. Now presently as I speak unto you, there are more than four billion people on the face of this earth. But the word of God for the most part is hidden from the masses. So then, the whole multitude was on the shore. Jesus was sitting in the boat on the water representing the mass of humanity. So then, the picture that the Lord would have us to see here today is that between the time of his first coming to earth, his virgin birth, his walking down here teaching, and even his ultimate death, this parable that the Lord gave us today is to show us the way that things would be in this world between his first and second coming. Matthew chapter 13 is one of the most important chapters in the Bible because it gives us a picture of the way that things are going to be on the earth before the Lord returns. And we are living in the last days. So having that understanding... In verse 3, he spoke many things unto them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went forth to sow. Now, here, you have to understand uh, the times in which Jesus was living. He was living in a time where the people that he spoke to understood basically what he was getting at. But the deeper spiritual truth that was there, they couldn't get it. Now, when he said a sower went forth to sow, to sow is to plant. Amen. Now, a sower in that day was basically a farmer who went out into a field that had been plowed over and on his side he had a bag of seed. He would reach into that seed bag and get seed and he would throw it out of his hand onto the ground. That's the way that he would sow his field. Sometimes, uh, today, 1990, some of you all may sow grass seed in your yard. You may reach into whatever you got and just sprinkle that grass seed. See, you're sowing seed. Some of you may do it with fertilizer. You may, however you have your thing done together, you understand, you may reach into your bag, your pocket, if your overall is big enough, and just kind of throw fertilizer out. Sowing it, throwing it over the ground, hoping that the process that you're using will be beneficial in order to get the results that you're after. Are we together? <clears throat> so the sower here is Jesus, the son of the living God, whom God sent forth into the earth realm, born of a virgin, walked the dusty roads of Galilee, gave sight to the blind, raised up the dead, healed the sick. He's now talking about himself. I'm coming out of this house my ministry is greater than the house of Israel. It must reach to the ends of the earth. And I want to tell you how this thing is going to happen and what it's going to be like between the time I leave here and the time I get back. 
So I went out of the house of Israel, sat in the boat on the sea, representing the masses of humanity that would need the word to be sown in the earth realm. God today need committed people Amen. that are willing to go forth and to sow the seed, the word of God, because a lot of people don't know who Jesus is. So the sower is Jesus himself. All right, now listen. In verse 4. And when he sowed, some of the seeds fell by the wayside. Say wayside. wayside. Okay, now you see this word wayside here. Let's interpret this as we go because we've got a lot of ground to cover here. Wayside. He gives the interpretation of this parable in the same 13th chapter. If you look over at verses 18 and 19 of Matthew 13, it interprets itself. Now we understand here that the seed is what? No. The sower, wait a minute, whoa, whoa. Who is the sower? Jesus. Jesus. Okay. He went forth sowing what? Seed. And the seed is what? The word of God. Okay, I know I'm getting ahead of myself, so just bear with me. The seed is what? And the sower is who? Jesus. Jesus. Well, just let me, let me give you that, let me, let me give that to you right quick. Hold your place, go to 1 Peter 1 and 23. Let, let's see this seed here, as it, uh, as it is set forth in the scripture, so that you can just kind of go right ahead and sink your teeth into it. It's a parable as it is, so I, I don't need to be, you know, I, I'm, I'm following the Lord and, and I've got this leading here to make this thing as simple as it can be made uh, in light of the fact that it is a parable. <laughs> Amen. All right, so then, in 1 Peter 1 and 23, are you there? Amen. Being born again, not of corruptible seed, Amen. but of incorruptible, by the word of God which liveth and abideth, how long? Yeah. So we see then here that we were born again by the word of God. You see, the sower is still sowing. When, when, when the word goes out, the Holy Spirit takes the word of God and sows that word into the earth realm. And those that have ears to hear and are willing to come to that word are born again by the word. Are we communicating? Okay, now stay with us. Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. For all flesh is like grass and the glory of man like the flower of grass. The grass withereth and its flower falleth away. But the word of the Lord endureth for how, for how long? The word of the Lord endures how long? Forever. And this is the what? Word. Which by the what? The gospel is what? Preached unto you. So we see then that even as I stand here and speak to you this morning, I am sowing seed. And the seed is the word. And a lot of people are messed up today because philosophy has been sown and not the word. See, the word will change you, friend. You'll be changed into the image of that word. That's why it's very important to be in the word and in a word-based church. Okay, are we communicating? You see, some people are, are, are stagnated and wrapped up in these cold, dead churches. Their spirit man is smothering. That's why it's important to get out. 
You need the word. And this is not the only church declaring the word. So then, the word is the seed that is sown. Are we together? Now, who is the sower? Jesus. Jesus. And the sower went forth and he sowed what? The seed. And the seed is what? The The word. All right, now, what do you think the wayside represents? You say what? Those along the way. What do you, you say the world? What, what do you say? Thank you. The heart. These, this soil represents the heart. Everybody won't receive the word of God the way that he sends it. So we're going to look at the wayside. We're going to look at the stony places. We're going to look at The thorns, and we're going to look at the good ground. So then, the soil represented here is Jesus. Say Jesus. Jesus. The seed represented here is the word. Say the word of God. God. And the wayside and etc. represents the heart of man. Say heart of man. man. Okay, now having that understanding, go back to Matthew chapter 13. Now if you catch this in your spirit, you can catch it. If you try to follow it with your head, you're not going to get it. (laughs) Amen. All right, now listen up. The Lord said, some fell by the wayside. Say wayside. Now, this is a heart. Now, let me, let me see if I can paint a picture to you right here. How many of you live in the suburbs of country? Hmm? How many of you all have ever been in the country? I knew this was an unusual congregation. How many of you have ever seen uh, a man plowing a field. Mm-hmm. All right. How many of you live in the city? How many of you have ever fertilized your lawn? Uh-huh. How many of you have ever put out grass seed? Mm-hmm. How many of you have ever seen some of that seed in unusual places? Like if you throw it on the yard, say you put grass seed on the yard, it end up in the flower bed. Are we together? You know, it'd it, it be growing just as pretty and green right there where it shouldn't be growing. Okay, so you get in a weed eater, and if you're not careful, you'll be cussing, pulling it out of there, okay? But do you understand what I'm saying? So when you go out, when the soil went forth to sow the seed, he was just putting it out there. He had basically no idea. I mean, he couldn't stop uh, that, that seed in the middle of it. Ah, don't fall on that, on that stone. Don't, don't fall by the wayside. Don't fall among thorns. No, 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 no. His primary responsibility was to put the seed out there. So he just couldn't stop by the edge of the field and just make sure that he had a nice little row. He just threw it over there and hoped that it would cover the edge of the field. Are we communicating? Okay, now, in his process of sowing, some of the seed fell by the wayside. And you know grass seed is so very small until your eye, natural eye can't pick it up. Once it leaves your hand, you don't know where it went. Are we communicating? So then, some of this seed, some of this word fell by the wayside. And the wayside here represents the human heart. Okay, one condition of it at least. Now, if you look in Matthew 13, 18, and 19, hear therefore the parable of the sower. When anyone heareth the word of the kingdom 
and understandeth it not, then cometh the wicked one and catcheth away that which was sown in his heart. This is he which received seed by the wayside. So whenever the word come and it's not understood, See, I've seen some wayside folk that have taken what I did not say and were immediately offended by it, turned it all the way around and made it say something that was even foreign to me when it came out of their mouth. I said, I didn't say that. Because they didn't understand it, right behind that misunderstanding came the devil. And when Satan showed up, he took the part that they could have or should have understood and didn't. He just reached his right little forky hand in there and pulled it out. And left them without understanding. Without understanding. Well, Carwell trying to run them people's lives without understanding. See, everybody don't come to church to receive. That's what the Lord is saying here. Everybody, everybody, probably some of you in here this morning here for the wrong reasons. You judge your own heart, but a lot of people don't come to get closer to Jesus. Some people want to see if I'm going to blow it, see if I'm going to make a mistake, whether or not I'm going to cross every T and dot every I. Hearts are not open to the Lord to receive revelation just to see if I make a mistake. Well, I need to tell you, uh, you can relax because, you know, somewhere down the line I will. Not intentionally. But guess what? If you were here, you would too. Wayside, don't understand it. Well, what does he mean? Why he say that? Because that's what the word said. Who he think he is? Bad understanding. Wayside. When the word should be getting on down in there, transforming your thinking. When you start thinking about changing, the devil show up and say, oh, don't you do it. You say, I ain't going to do it. Without understanding, wayside, that's a lot of that. So the Lord is saying, in the last days, before I come back, it's going to be a whole lot of people with bad understanding. Boy, <laughs> let me tell you something. Y'all know I'm telling you the truth. You can talk to people now, you think they understand everything that come out of your mouth, and before the conversation is over, they have taken it and they have twisted it, and it ain't coming out nothing like you said. Wayside. And then there's another condition of the heart here. In verse 20, but he that receiveth the seed in, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. I want to slow down here. Hold, hold your finger right here. Let's look a little bit closer at this wayside situation. And I want you to turn over to Mark the fourth chapter. Mark the fourth chapter. See, if people would strive to understand the word of God, it wouldn't be so mis much misunderstanding in the church. You got a lot of people that are just rebel against the word, man. I mean, they know what it say, but they don't want to do it. And then, you know, there are some people that want to play dumb with you, you know. 
what, 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 what do you mean? You done told them 1,500 times. Yeah, what, 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 what is that? In Mark 4 and 14, the sower soweth the word. You got that? Now, those of you that are in the ministry, you coordinators, you Sunday school teachers, etc., God wants to use you as a sower of the word. So don't mingle the seed. Sow the word. Okay? The sower soweth the word. Say word. And these are they by the wayside where the word is sown. But when they have heard, Satan, there it is, cometh immediately, say immediately, and taketh away the word that was sown in their hearts. That's why some people, they sit in the word and you say, well now, by now you ought to be changing, don't you think? But they got a bad attitude toward the ministry, toward the word, toward everything. They're just negative. Now we begin to understand the light is coming on. All right. Now while we're here, I'm just going to read a little bit further. Going to look at the stony ground, verse 16. And these are they in like manner that are sown on stony ground, who when they have heard the word immediately receive it with gladness. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Oh, glory to God. I'm saved. I'm sanctified. I'm Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Oh, glory to God. Oh, 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 I just cried. And you meet them on Monday. They look like the Grinch that stole Easter. Stony ground. The man just saw in the scene. Some fell among stones. Hard, hard. Hard, hard. Watch, it, it fell among stone. It fell on stony ground. Now, stony ground, I was raised part of my life in Stoner Hill. That fitted right in, didn't it? Praise God. It wasn't playing no help. Know Your Bible Radio Broadcast is now available as a podcast. You can listen to Know Your Bible through Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, and Spotify. Simply search for Know Your Bible or Bishop Caldwell in either app. Tap the subscribe button and Know Your Bible will come to you automatically each time an episode is posted. Enjoy! Now the question is, will I do his will and there is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of Jesus. The power in the blood of Jesus on the cross at Calvary is God's resolution to the redemption of every lost sinner forever. Today is the day of salvation and now is the acceptable time because tomorrow is not promised. So believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved in your house. For whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord Jesus shall be saved. Jesus said, come. The Father says, come. The Holy Spirit says, come. And I say, come. You need to come now. Now the question is, 
When will Jesus return? I was the chiefest of sinners, Paul says, and so say I. I called upon Jesus over 46 years ago, and he answered me, came into my heart, and brought with him the gift of eternal life. And he'll do the same for you if you call. Say these words to Jesus. Say, Jesus, I believe you are Lord. Come into my heart. I believe that God raised you from the dead. I accept you now, Lord, as my personal Lord and Savior. If you say it those words, and if you mean those words, they are recorded in the 10th chapter of the book of Romans, verse 9 through 13. Welcome to the household of faith. Much, much love to you. Hello, this is Bishop Caldwell, and this is the Know Your Bible radio broadcast. The world needs Jesus now more than ever before, and you can help us to reach the world for Jesus Christ. I ask for you to pray for what the Lord will have you to do as it relates to financial support toward Know Your Bible. And then send your gifts of love to Know Your Bible, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. That's the Know Your Bible radio broadcast, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. We also welcome your prayer requests and your praise reports. So until we meet again right here on Know Your Bible... You pray for me and I'll be praying for you. And guess what? We'll all be prayed for. Much, much love to you. Now I see.